What is your definition of happiness? A clear horizon. Nothing to worry about on your plate. Only You're listening to Son of a Bitch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the internets, today is a special day because I get to hang out with friends. Namely, Leonard Bukenya, partner at Aim for the Moon, a corporate accelerator and then some. Leonard's going to tell us a little bit more about what the Thensum is, maybe a little bit about himself, a little bit about some journeys, some miscellaneousness. I am excited to see and learn more about this fine young cannibal. I know you are too, so let's dive right in. Leonard, welcome to Son of a Pitch. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, well, being there. <laughs> I know. I'm uh, keeping a socially safe distant in the, the post, not in the post-corona time. Not sure if this is safe enough, but it's 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 well, safe. You're not smelling me, so that's an advantage. Legally safe. Legally yeah. safe. This is definitely more than six feet, two meters, three meters, whatever you want to call it. But uh tell me. I'm curious to know about uh so you find this where you find yourself today is aim for the moon, but what what got you to today? What's has there ever been like ah, so many questions? What brought you where what do you love doing that's a better question uh, man that's uh i love eating no yes um no i think the the what's what the story of what got me here i think i have um i have a very i i i, I don't have a, uh, specifically an entrepreneurial background but i've been an entrepreneur within corporates i think whole the whole of my career so uh, when i started at at kpn as a trainee um as a commodity the, the giant dutch telecommunications yes, giant yes, yes so one of uh after I've, after my training wheels came off they made me responsible for the biggest global account uh where we actually were going to work in a totally different manner and we just had to start setting that up and uh so we built that up uh from scratch with uh, with a team which was really really cool to do and then i had the opportunity to actually uh, pitch some ideas that we had in a, in a high potential competition within kpn and one of those ideas was a dating service on your mobile phone with people who are near you and when Go we won figure. we got yeah yeah uh, so you did bumble before bumble did bumble uh, I did. I did Bumble. I. I. I always say. Um, well, what's the other one? I invented. Uh, I invented. No. 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 I invented Tinder, but it never. It didn't happen. Oh, I see what you did right? there. Waka waka. No, but but when we won, we got like fifteen thousand euros to do like an explorational holiday to whatever. We went to Korea and Japan, by the way. But we thought, hey, we want to build a business out of this. So we uh, managed to get some money from uh, from KPN and we started it. So we just had, we were three people uh, sitting in a desk where nobody was sitting at KPN and we started it. And it was really, really interesting. Lots of learnings, as you're supposed to say. And we actually managed to have 10,000 users in the first month. And uh, Lots I was of learnings is consultant speech for like, you know, we, we messed up a lot or... <laughs> Well, I think if, if I know what I knew now, I would have approached it differently. 
and uh, I was my background was not in marketing. I was an IT guy and doing some sales, and uh, so I had some of those learnings. And now, of course, how you how you work these type of projects within the corporates, uh, I think that's the most important learning. Well, what's the difference between Leonard then and Leonard now? Uh, Fourteen years. <laughs> Besides time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Well, I, I think I think the biggest difference is that uh, with all these different experiences, you're, you're a bit more. I, I have more insights on how things could go and should go. So I think somebody gave me a great example. When you're going around the corner with 120, the first time it feels really fast, and the second and the third time it's just okay. It's 120 around the corner. So I think that's the that's the biggest difference. That there's there's more more peace at some things that are really really exciting. Okay, so you just become at home with going around the oh shit crazy corner. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think yeah, I think especially for instance that the commodities trading that was crazy because it's a lot of money and it's it's I mean if you want to know about wheeling and dealing, do that. Uh, and at the end of the day, there are some moral dilemmas with that uh, that business. It's called arbitrage, right. but it's just I know something you don't know, and I'm going to get you for that. <laughs> Um, but afterwards, I, I mean, I had the, the fortune, the fortune of having then that startup, then working for a scale up at KPN, then being asked as a creative. So I think I did, well, I did a, a campaign a week, which, uh, uh I can say oh, wow. now I'm experienced in actually creating campaigns, coming up with campaigns, executing them, um, without any formal training. Uh, I was able to run a really big a platform or a social platform uh, so learn a lot about how you get consumer engagement with um uh, with user generated content which uh, which was very advantageous uh, especially for, uh, for 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 my other business half my, right. my girlfriend who has her own platform now and um and that gave me the ability to at least at sonoma become director of the innovation lab where then i could you take all that knowledge and then use it to see how we can create our own startups. And uh, yeah, that's what brought me here. Instead of just helping one company, helping a lot of companies do this. So you mentioned you didn't have any real experience beforehand doing these kinds of, you know, running campaigns and everything. Do you, I actually had this, this chat with someone earlier today, this, to what extent does, do you need experience to get stuff done? And to what extent can you learn by doing? Because lots of people seem to think that, you know, great entrepreneurs are ones that are going to have to deal with, you know, learning how to figure shit out every single day that they've never done and execute it pretty well. Is that something that you see or do you see it differently? I, I think the executing it well, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I think what drives me is curiosity. So if you're really intrinsically curious about something, in this case, being a creative, I was actually frustrated. So doing the, the campaigns at KPN, I always had these, these very expensive guys telling me this is a great concept and everything was very fancy. And I really didn't understand why we were paying that much money for it. So then somebody, I was um, approached for a, a job as a creative at Sonoma, creative strategist. And I thought, okay, I have such an opinion about this. Now I have to prove them. If if I if I think what it is, now you got to back it up. If I think it is what it is, then I have to prove that it okay. is what I think it is, and that's why I did it. So you became a creative strategist eventually. Yes. Okay. Was there 
And, so in Dutch, and, they have this comment like the rode draad, the red thread, basically the common line behind it. I'm of the belief that people run what's like in economic circles called the drunken walk. You'll get to where you're going and eventually find your way in sort of a rough Gaussian blur of your own self-identity. But was this, did all these things that you've done so far, what's the commonality with who you are as a person? Well, I think I often, I, I used to hate it, but I would get a lot of feedback that I was creative. I studied IT and business. So that's the last thing you I would- You take it like a negative. Yes. But I think at the end of the day, creativity is a lot of different things. And it's taking a lot of different inspiration, combining it and creating something new. And that's, that's I think, the, the red thread in what I'm doing. Uh, when, even when I was uh, uh, starting in commodities trading, I built my own reports because I thought we could do it better. Um, and which made me very lazy because I only needed to work one hour a day. And then the rest of the day, I could think of schemes on how I could arbitrage somebody else out of the market. And... Uh, um, um, with, uh, with with scaling up at um, at Digitena at KPN, it was all about how do I retain customers and coming up with creative creative ideas. What are you doing? <laughs> creative my ideas. Mando. And Is doing that. Call it? <laughs> so what did you say? I said I'm playing with my Mando. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I see Which it. Which is not a euphemism. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> I, I, a Mando in your face, and. Um, so I think that's that's the red thread. I love creating and combining stuff and not even creating something new. I love recreating stuff that's already there and making it either better or something new. Were you always like that? Uh, I had a lot of electric shocks when I was young because I would open stuff which was still in the in the wall socket. Um, when I had transformers, I would always think there is a secret way of making it into another transformer, which was not always very successful for the transformer. Uh, and I think I played with a lot of Lego, so I think those were some uh, some building blocks that um, that contributed to that. So Legos and transformers. Yes. But where did you, okay? So tell me. So there's got to be some kind of a moment. There's usually so what I what I notice a lot with entrepreneurs or some or people that have these kind of unique paths is there's this moment that says, "Man, this is what I'm going to do." So there, there must have been a moment where you're like, "I got to do IT in business," or a moment where you're like, "Well, even though I think being a creative is negative, I'm going to do it anyways." Like, what did those moments, those those inflection points, what did they look like? And like, how early on did you know? Like, if you were to look back to seven or 10-year-old Leonard, what would he be thinking? He would what do you be think thinking this, that this I'm makes a, some, some crazy useless person who does a job that nobody understands and who's not uh, a biologist, which I wanted to become. I you think. wanted to be a biologist? Yeah, something with animals. Why? I love animals. And I love nature. So. Do you have any pets? No, but I was a safari guide once. Kids so. don't count. So I, I I actually did the animal thing. So I, I made the dream come true. A safari guide. Yes. Were you armed? No. I actually oh I have a picture here where I, I actually have a gun, but I was very young. But when I was like real safari guide, I was not armed. You don't need to be armed actually. Just Only on a walking a safari. Fast runner. But I did not have the license. You just have to outrun all the people you're touring with. I was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to outrun the bear. I need to outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, tr the trick is not running because they'll go after the thing that's running. But it's, um, uh, see, that's you're learning something new every day, peoples. But six-year-old or ten-year-old Leonard would be like, "You're not a marine. You're not not marine. You're not a biologist. 
yeah. why what happened between 10 year old Leonard and I don't know, 14 years, 14 well, years. No, ago. If, if you're if you're older, you have a better overview. So then when you have an overview, it's not about the detail. It's not about the uh, uh, the, the, the the sparkly stuff. It's about the substance and the substance is creating stuff and fixing stuff and building stuff. I think that's early on in some sort of manner. I was always doing that, which always drove me to look for, I always look what's next. So I don't really care about now. I always care about what am I doing now? That's bringing me to tomorrow. And um, uh, so every time I never thought of the day after tomorrow, but I always thought of tomorrow and I thought, okay, this is a good decision because then I can learn this. Working at KPN gave me a broader perspective. Um, uh, being a commodities trader was international travel and uh, high, lots of finance to, to handle uh, where I did really learn how to work with numbers. Uh, then hey, or an entrepreneurial opportunity, marketing, creative, and all this comes together because you have to do all this stuff at the end. And I think at Sonoma, at a certain point when I became director of the lab, I thought, look, I'm not sure. You know, I was always on these 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 high potential paths, and I thought, yeah, I'm not really sure if this is actually what I want. And my next step, I will do something uh, where I'm about that. Yeah. How did you know? the difference between what you said, you're always looking ahead, but you also, you know, to a certain extent need to be quite self-aware to make sure that, you know, this is what I want or what I don't want. Like, how do you, how did you know, like, this doesn't fit me? What was, what was that like? Yeah. I, th I think the first time I had it, it was at KPN where I thought I, well, right. this is not the environment that I want to grow up in. <laughs> um, uh, then, at Sonoma, I was caught in the same type of environment for my, it's, it's a much smaller company, but it felt like the same type of environment. You have no, no control of what you're producing, even though it seems like you have a lot of, lot of power. Like a corporate uh, internal entrepreneur innovation. Yeah, and I was really good at the politics. So I had a lot of influence. But I thought, look, uh, that's not a challenge. No, I, I, I know how it works. Let me try something else. And I think that's most of the things. I know how it works. Let me try something else. And every time you try something else, it brings you closer to where you're going to be. So it's like once you've figured something out, you're kind of like, well, that's all right. I get it. And yeah. then you move on to something nice. But what, so what are you doing now? What kind of stuff are you doing now that's different than everything else you've done so far? So I think the uh, the advantage of what we're doing is um, I work for a lot of companies. So every time there's a new challenge, what we try to do is help those companies become more entrepreneurial, more innovative, and really focus on building businesses for them and with them. Um, which means that I am and and I am not in the team. Uh, so I'm not in the team building the businesses, but I am I am involved. And which means that yesterday I was thinking about um, uh, uh, soil substrates and, uh, and, and, and the next week uh, we'll be in the news with a company that does electronic charging. And then we're working for a brick company. And especially all those more technical, more B2B type, not the most sexy companies. Actually, I really love the challenges that they're working on because, uh, you know, if you change something in bricks, you can actually change the world 
which is different than when we're talking about yogurt, which also it's very nice, but it, it doesn't really push the needle. You can't, always. You can't really revolutionize the world on like a Chobani. It's harder. It's different. I mean, there's no, it's, it, it's just where my sweet spot is. I, I really love those. Uh, so uh, in the, every moment you basically were like, well, yeah, I got this. So I'm going to move on to something else, like from KPN to the trading to yeah. uh, the lab at Sanima. Once you were just like, okay, I, I learned all these things. What's the time frame like? Was it pretty quickly? Did it take a couple of years? Yeah. Did you figure says, it out and just sit back and be like, all right, I'm going to chill? Like it takes two, two and a half years. So basically you have to go, I think I have to go through, through a couple of cycles. And when the cycle is success and I can actually repeat the success, then that's when I start getting bored. Then you're like, this is just the same shit, just different flavor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, it's not hard work. And how long have you been with Aim for the Moon now? It's been like, what, five, six years now, eh? Uh, five years. Five years. Damn. And so that's that's double the Leonard stops giving a shit threshold point. Well, I think the, the, the big difference is that if you're in a big company, the chances of that company changing a lot in, in those five years is small. Um, I joined the company. I think I was the, the fixed employee number four. Now we have about 16 fixed employees. We yeah, have that. Uh, how many people working in the field. We've been through several transformations of what we're doing. We now have COVID, going through another transformation. So it's not the same company. You, so had, you now have offices that don't give you tetanus. I remember those offices. You were wondering if I had pets, but you didn't see the mice. No, I did not. Yeah, I think I saw a couple of rats. They were the ones on the, uh, they were manning the, uh, the greetings. They were the ones yeah. checking you in now. But I mean, so, okay. So there's, was there ever a moment where like, through what did you study in school you said you said you studied uh business and it business and it so what was there a reason why you studied that because i i i loved computers and, and i thought of maybe studying medical it but then i thought no, no, now i'm mixing too many things so um i actually started started on uh, telematics which was a bit too nerdy for me <laughs> Uh, and then, but I didn't want to lose the IT part. So then I did business, uh, business studies in IT. And so was there a, a rationalization? Why? Uh, so you just like computers and you wanted to be in that space. Well, and again, uh, what I learned in IT, I'm I, okay. I am a creative, so that can be a bit, uh, fuzzy, but what you learn in IT is programming and that's how you structure real things into uh, models into pro into code and you build building blocks and you rebuild and still actually we're productizing our products and I'm using the same principles that I used. Actually, I, when I learned programming, it started on paper. So I actually didn't program with uh, a keyboard, but um, you use these, I think they're called boycott Ren uh, no, uh, running diagrams, which first I had to diagram what I wanted to code and then I was going to code it. So you it mean gave you had me... to think before you wrote stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so. it sounds like in each one of these different different positions, different roles or whatever, you've you find yourself at home, at least in the beginning, with making sense of uncertainty for a lot of different kinds of projects does that make sense so 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 there's diff yeah i think there's different um uh different folks have different strokes 
And I think my stroke is that I un- when, when I understand it, I will control it. If I don't understand it, Easy, it's hard to control it. <laughs> Other people have activities. So when they're active, they control it. And they, you know, uh, maybe I am a bit more lazy. So I just want to understand. And then I know. So the, the reason why I started making all these reports when I was a commodities trader is that I got these reports which didn't make any sense to me. And I was just, you know, I just had to do a lot of work to understand them. So I thought, okay, if I make the reports, one, I will have better reports. But by making them, I actually understand the business better. And by doing so, yeah, I I, I saw, let's say, the arbitrage in the business and the flaws. So basically, uh, I had a report which told me which five things I had to sell and which five things I had to buy and which five customers I had to call. Well, you can imagine that's one hour's work. That's and then amazing. Just, the rest of the day, it's about optimizing that. So it's about making it better, but I was not doing, and you know, the hard work was in making it better and not in making it at all. Now, is there anything, if you were to do things differently, if you were to find a different stuff, like if you were to have a mulligan on like 10 year old Leonard, would would you find yourself in the same place or would you, would you be somewhere else? Um... That's an interesting one. I think maybe looking at the times now and looking back, you can always hindsight is twenty twenty. No, of course. If I think I never did anything with my IT background, even though I actually started before KPN, I was a programmer for a startup um, and doing the marketing. Uh, I should have continued a bit more on the technological side. So I had a bit more uh, skills in that, which I could still use. And I think I would have pushed through all my startup at KPN and actually making it more uh, uh, independent. On the other hand, I think lots of the experience and network I have now, I actually gained afterwards. But... um, Timing-wise, it was actually the right time for what we were doing. Uh, I was just right. not, we were not in the right place. I mean, basically, it didn't succeed because KPM wanted to scale it right away, and then it didn't work. And plus, to a certain extent, you also have to fit in with the KPM mantra. That's, that's the biggest thing that uh, I'm noticing. We had our own brand. We had our own budget. I hardly had anything to deal with KPM. Oh, so. seriously. That's totally different than a lot of corporate uh, accelerators that, that I see, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge. How do you keep something at arm's length and how do you make it, you know, anything that's going to become big will grow, have to has to grow on its own. And all the other stuff, and that's what I learned actually as a commodities trader. Look, I built, um, I think, a, 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 an account from like 25 to 60 million euros. That's not the hardest part. The hardest part is when I got that account that was 1 million euros. That was harder. Not, not, not the, 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 you know, it's it's optimization from there. Yeah, not the ones you can splash some stuff around and see what happens. The ones where everything big counts. Things, big things create big things, but... Well, yeah, money begets money. Yeah, but new stuff, you really, yeah. It, it, the, the beginning is hard, and then, then when it's working, then... So you would double down on your tech side? Yeah, I think I think it's. I mean, I was early in the tech. I was actually quite good at it. Yeah. 
Actually, my specialism was databases. So actually structuring data, which sounds very interesting now. That is pretty cool, though, uh, especially given like the crypto space that's happening right now or the way business intelligence is moving. Yeah, I think more the AI side and data structuring. That's, yep. that's stuff. I really uh, I really love that. But uh, yeah. Well, what's stopping you now? Can, can you... Or are you just so full on work? Anymore. <laughs> you just lost interest. Okay, no, that's, no, that's why if I would have had more, I would have kept that interest. I don't think I would have continued in it, but I would right. have had a, 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 a more technical uh, background. So how do you know when enough is enough then? It's like you, you've basically said so before, you, you didn't push it enough, but now you've over-indexed on the other side of things. How do you know, at what point do you do you know like, oh shit, maybe I should, I should tough it out just a little bit longer on this. And then make the leap, or I should just say, fuck it and leap and leap anyways. Yeah, you know? you know, at a, at a certain point, when you stop becoming curious, that's the indicator that it's going to end. Um, then you still have to go through the cycle to prove that the reason why you're not curious is right or wrong, and then two things can happen. You're right. Then yeah, okay, you've outstayed your welcome, but at least you've given it a chance. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a, motiva- a motivational thing, but it's just about you know some people really like uh adding adding millimeters to a meter i don't so when i'm adding millimeters to a meter then uh, what does that mean for you adding millimeters to a meter yeah you know tweaking something so it becomes a little bit better i want to change it from blue to like cyan like yeah tweak it a little bit things and 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 then a lot of stuff that doesn't move the needle which (laughs) And so moving the needle is important for you. Getting, seeing shit done. Progress. Yeah. It's like, you know, your, your affinity for, for technology, for coding sounds like, I hear this, I heard this joke a little while ago. The reason why uh, some guys love vacuuming is because you see the results right away. <laughs> like of all the household chores to do, you see like you vacuum it. It's like, yeah, look at that. Now that, it's clean. That's, that's interesting. I don't need to see the results right away because that also has something to do with uh, action. So some people are very previous right. action. Action always gets a result. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the impact. So to me, action, you know, you can do a lot of actions, but when it does also when they don't move the needle, like, yeah, okay, I get I I, I get bored. So I mean, I uh it's, if you program, you know that actually doing the paperwork, yeah, doing that structure beforehand makes it so much easier. Again, making Putting the time in, not selling, but then creating that report, which made me a very effective trader. You know, it it, it took me two weeks of my life, uh, maybe a month hours down the road. of my business. But uh, afterwards, I had two years of actually, uh, I think when I left, they even used the same reports, which I built. No shit. But so like from that, from that sort of angle for things, so where you, you say you're always looking ahead. And you've been in Aim for the Moon for five years now. What's what's ahead for you? What's new? Well, and granted, Aim for the Moon, you came in, you, you're in as a partner. So this is basically yeah. your baby along with the other guys. Uh, yeah. The other shops, you were, you know, the head of a department, but obviously within a larger organization. Is there an advantage to going out on your own or at least from the ground floor? Or have you seen any disadvantages well, of that? Well, the advantage for me is that there's so much improvement and change that you don't get bored as easily right. <laughs> so that's uh, that's, that's a good that's a personal million. that's that's a personal advantage 
Um, I think um, at the end of the day, I have a bigger belief and a bigger idea with what I what we're doing or what I'm doing, and that has to do with that there's multiple choices for entrepreneurship and there's something in between a corporate and entrepreneurship. And I actually, another thing besides being creative or actually putting different, I love putting different worlds together. So mixing that up and creating something new and proving that it works. And maybe in the beginning, not being believed and being called crazy and the people not understanding and thinking, you know, there's lots of better options out there. That's, you know, proving. And you look, look, if to be honest, if if we really prove something on impact that it works, I can guarantee you I will get bored and we'll I will start doing something else. Okay, but at least you'll have the remit to be able to do it there, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and, and a- you can also you can also do it within uh, a, a corporate, and of course I uh, I tried it, but um, I think this particular task was better to actually do it outside because now I'm doing it with multiple companies that creates more impact than if I was able to prove that I could do it at Sonoma. So is there, is there a big difference between the kinds of entrepreneurs within these, these corporate spaces and ones that are actually, you know, jumping ship and starting from scratch or starting from near, near ground floor. People want to make a big difference, but I think in both spaces, you have people who are entrepreneurs. So who just, uh, no, there's lots of people who are entrepreneur, but they're actually, uh, uh, um, they're actually an employee, but they have an entrepreneurial, uh, setting. Um, and the same goes for a company, you know, you have lots of people who are doing innovation, but they're not entrepreneurial. I think at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is about creating stuff, but it's also putting a lot on the line. And what people forget is if you're in a company and you're doing all this stuff that nobody believes, you're putting your reputation on the line. And everybody knows that, you know, money is a, money is a big thing, but actually what, what people jump off buildings off is what people, other people think of you. And uh, I, I remember when I had my, I think, I think you can still find the articles actually on the internet. That's the problem with the interweb. Um, There's no delete uh, button. Who, who really like, oh, yeah, he failed there. Oh, this is the guy who, who had that really strange startup at KPN. And now he's going to Sonoma. I hope he doesn't uh, uh, fuck up their business. That's interesting. That's that, that's what also what happens, even if you're not, an, you know, I didn't lose any well, money. Haters are going to hate too. Yeah, you know, but, but I, I throw my fair right. shade of uh, fair say, fair fair amount of shade on some peeps. So, so, so I think at the end of the day, it's what you're putting. It's it's uh, I hate the term, but Americans putting yourself out there. Uh, you know, that's what it is. You know, you're you're vulnerable, and if that's financial, it's more what triggers you as your vulnerability, and that you're willing to face it head on. And so for you, uh, it's the curiosity element that's the driver and not necessarily so because for me, on I my never, end, it sounds like a different risk profile. I never wanted know, to be one. It was never something which is only, oh, no, I want to be. You have these people who want to be an entrepreneur. But that was because I was anywhere I worked, I was independent. I, I, I didn't pay any attention to anybody. So I had no problem with having a boss because I just didn't listen. <laughs> that makes you a great employee. <laughs> I actually got the feedback from one of my first directors. He said, you know, sometimes you have your boss has to, you know, you have to let him be your boss. 
which I totally didn't understand. Yeah, I probably wouldn't understand that either. I just, yeah. And Michael does not play well with others is something that was on many a report card. Um, that's a different story, though. Um, so it's it sounds like it's curiosity that's the driver for you instead of... So for me, it, it sounded like risk profiles. So someone in the corporate wants to be like... Uh, wants to be creative, wants to work horizontally, creatively, but doesn't have the risk tolerance, I guess, or the ability to make calculated risks because technically that's the definition of an entrepreneur or whatever. But the difference between those kinds of people and the kind of people in um, in more of a bootstrap, get yourself, you know, like post-hackathon, all the stuff that we're seeing these days where people literally just get flown into like, their yeah, but, own startups. Yeah, but look, everybody has a start. Everybody's CEO of a startup. Everybody wants, you know, uh, it's 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 undercut the value of that. That thing. you think it's bullshit. If if money is is so easily available, you're not working hard for it. You know, you're not proving anything that you get funding. You prove that you could pitch something, which is great. Now I remember we would get a startups pitching for us, and they would always pitch how somebody else got funding. It doesn't say anything about the business model that somebody else got funding except for the business model of funding. So, yeah, I always had a hard... It actually made me weary of startups that look, uh, why why all this, this puha about a lot of stuff which... You know, it's it's just smoke and mirrors. So I, I I don't I don't think I think everybody who's who's taking a risk, whatever the risk, everybody has a different risk tolerance for different types of risks. Uh, is, is 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 um, is entrepreneurial, and if you're wasting, if you're willing to put what you find important on the line, then that's that's more power to you. Well, what are you putting on the line? Sanity. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I think I think with the, with the bigger ambition, um, maybe some credibility because it's not going to work out uh, right away very successful corporate career always uh, you know you could go there you could go there why are you going to work uh, at this place for small potatoes and uh, is this really a business so that's now who's asking these questions former colleagues uh, people who wanted me to work for them uh, anybody with an opinion and what's your opinion that it's their opinion and not my opinion. Yeah, it's very. So you're willing to trade off sanity in exchange for the potential to create great stuff with unexpected partners. Well, I will. I, I, at the end of the day, I will create something. If it's big or small, it will have been created. And if it's not what I thought it was, at least I tried to create it. That's it. Were your parents also if entrepreneurial? I, uh. Well. <laughs> My parents met in Egypt. My mother was traveling there in the 70s with a, with a friend of hers. And my dad was accidentally studying in Egypt because he got off the plane uh, when he was from Uganda, when he was traveling to Greece. And he found out that you could do, uh, that it was uh, free studying if you're a Muslim. So he, uh, his name was Joseph. So he said, I was Yusuf. And then uh, that's how we, uh, that's how we, um, that's how we studied in Egypt and that's how we met my mom. So they were not, entre- again, they were not entrepreneurs in, uh, in the sense that they had their own business, but I think they were both very, very entrepreneurial. 
I mean, it sounds like there's also this history of, you know, being in the right place at the right time for that part in their lives. And same, it sounds like a similar thing for you. Does that make sense? Or serendipity? In a way, you know, sometimes some people say luck is preparation plus a situation or preparation plus context or something. Well, yeah, but that is, that's it. You know, it's lots of preparation for when the situation is there to recognize it. So I think all the preparation, all the failures, all the stuff that you do that doesn't work out prepares you for that one moment where it all comes together and then it looks like, wow, it's God sent or it's kismet or it's whatever slogan you put on it. Oh, it all happened by accident. And I think it doesn't happen by accident. You see it on purpose. Right. So it's it's your own perspective. Yeah. So other people don't see it. You see it on purpose because you've been training. You've been striving to find that. That sounds pretty cool. Okay, so there's this. Wow, lots of different angles in in the path that you've taken to get to where you're at today. Lots of different entry points. What um, what would you say to people just graduating? What should what should they focus on? <laughs> Well, uh, I think, especially looking back when I just graduated, I think, I think, I think a lot of people have really, really big, big plans and big plans for themselves and big ideas of what they want to do and just take the next step. You know, it's, I think the world is stressful enough and thinking that you always have to be successful and you always have to go on every holiday and whatever, you know, especially in your in the beginning of your career, make the, make the miles, you know, get some miles on the, on the counter and then work in. Yeah. Yeah, put the work in, you know, put the work in and it doesn't matter which work, every work, you know, of course, you know, maybe selling French fries is a bit different, but there's lots of things. I went to work at KPN, thought, okay, this will give me a broader perspective on things. Doing the commodities trading stuff, one was opportunistic because, yeah, travel the world. The other one, hey, I get to handle a lot of money. It's very, um, it's very transactional. I can learn something from that. It's stuff that I still use now. And just to make an, an, a comparison, working in media, when you look at programmatic trading, that's basically commodities trading. And they went programmatic years before that. So everything there happening there could actually forecast. I was not interested in it enough for me to actually think, hey, I have to start a business in that, or because my drive was not starting a business, but doing the stuff that I was curious about, I actually didn't pursue it. But I had lots of discussions at... Uh, where, where yeah, you could see this is the same. This is the same type of business, but then actually a smaller market. To be honest, yeah, just applied in a different sense. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so, how can people reach you if they wanted to get in touch with uh, with you? How can how can everyone help? How can we help? How can well, we as a community? How, how can we, how can we help? Or how can I help you? Both things are yeah, are. Both. You can send me an email, leonard at aimforthemoon.com or just contact me through LinkedIn. I think there's only one Leonard Bukenya or at least one in Holland. So I think there's only one Bukenya even in Holland. Nice. Except my, my brother and my mother and my sister. But uh, so, um, yeah, if you do that, uh, I sometimes I response, respond fast, sometimes a bit slow, but uh, just... Uh, just pretty hum- good at answering back. You've got an answer for a lot of things. 
<laughs> oh well awesome man um just in wrapping up is there anything you wanted to leave for the fine listeners in the interweebs or anything that you wanted to get off your chest or or, or say or or push or promote or anything no yeah i think only yeah what drives me i mean i think the, the, the nicest thing in the world is staying curious so so be curious and that means not only being curious about advancing your knowledge but it also means that you're open to other things and then this stuff called serendipity can happen if you're not curious and open then yeah you will always get what you got so 